0: You are listening to the Crossroads Community Church podcast. To learn more about CRCC, including worship times, visit us at crcconline.com. We are launching a brand new series today called Demonstrate. That video to me is powerful. Now, some of you younger guys, you're wondering what was some of that stuff? It's called Freedom it's what's been going on in this world for a long period of time that has been catalyst to people's movement. See, the amazing thing is we dive into God's word here in just a minute and talk about what does it mean to demonstrate is that everybody has always moved in their lives towards something that is crystal clear or a demonstration. When Sam put that together, I thought he did an amazing, amazing job. Very much tipped my hat to Sam and what he did. But the bigger thing is, you know, there was a lot of other things we could have put in that video. There was a lot of other things that, that aren't as much of a positive stirring in our spirit. You know, Sam chose to, to put President Bush in there, recognizing what we were going to do about the people knocking down these buildings rather than the demonstration of airplanes actually flying into the buildings. You know, I think of other demonstrations that have been cults, and think about fires that took place in Waco because of a cult. I think about people in Kool-Aid and Jamestown because of a cult. Like, people have always moved towards a demonstration. And I want to ask one simple question for the next four weeks. What does your life demonstrate? Can I give you a definition? Demonstration. Is defined, demonstrate, is to clearly show the existence or truth of something by giving proof or evidence. To clearly show the existence or truth of something by giving proof or evidence. And then today's title is called demonstration. And we all know that when you add that suffix to the word, it just makes whatever the verb is, it's the action of doing that. See, I think what all of us need to understand, and because I think it's extremely important that you catch and that I catch, that all of us are here for something bigger that we don't even realize. See, all of our lives, every day, are making it crystal clear of an evidence of something, and that something people will follow and move towards. Now, a lot of us in this building would love to say that we are demonstrating the love of God. And that through our lives, people know Jesus. But I think if we had to get brutally honest and think about the last few days, it may not have been as crystal clear as we'd like it. That maybe the way we handle our kids sometimes can be confusing and it's not so clear. That maybe the way we act at our jobs is, can be confusing and not so clear. That maybe the way we act when we drive on the road (laughs) can be confusing and not so clear. I had one of those moments this week. Unfortunately for people, I drive an old truck. The greatest thing that could happen in my life is that that truck would get totaled. (laughs) (laughs) So sometimes I drive it like it needs to be totaled. But, you know, sometimes we, we, we have these conflicting struggles, don't we? You know, it's the old cartoon. You know, it's the old con- cartoon. I, I love Tom and Jerry growing up. And, you know, you had Tom who was always after the mouse. And you'd have this, this angel cat on one side and a devil cat on the other. And it's like, which one are you going to do? Which one are you going to give into? How is your life going to demonstrate what is obviously truth and what people should go towards? And sometimes, whether we want to or not, that little devil cat's. In our ear and winning, but I want to let you know that today is not a smack around Sunday. Today is going to be a major like, who we all human here." So, what are we going to do about it? And it's going to be a quick day, not because of a football game, but because of something bigger that's going to go on with baptism coming up. But I want to talk to you guys for just a minute about what does your life demonstrate. You have to understand. If you are taking notes, write this down. Your life is always. Now, if you know me, I don't use words like that a lot. I grew up in a very simple time. I was not the greatest education person in the world, but I loved true and false tests because I had a 50-50 shot, and I knew some of the rules. Whenever it had always, all, or every, that statement was always false. Like I knew some of the rules. So I don't use those words a lot. But listen to me. Your life is always demonstrating something. There's never a moment that your life is not demonstrating something something so the million dollar question is well pastor what's it demonstrating now i'm not going to sit here and try to answer that for you right now but over the next four weeks we're going to go through an amazing series i believe it will be a catalyst series for us for us to really move forward as we're talking about community And we're talking about helping people to feel known and to feel needed. And we talk about this aspect of what God's called us to do to be life-giving in our community and to help people know God and find freedom and discover their purpose and go make a difference. But I also think it's important for you you to understand your fulfillment because you're going to link your purpose in life with your hope in your life. And you're going to see that both of those are going to be actually what gets demonstrated in your life. So if you have your Bibles... I want you to understand that we're going to be in one scripture, Romans chapter 5, verse 8. And today I've got some great news. If you right now are thinking in your mind, yeah, if I had to be honest about what my life's demonstrating, I don't really like the answer. I got great news. You can change that. Like I want this first Sunday of demonstration to be a Sunday of putting a stake in the ground and saying, you know what? I'm not going to hold on to all the stuff it's been, but I can move forward from where it is. You know what, I can't can't correct the the actions I've done in the past, but you know what I can do? (laughs) I can control the things that are coming. And so for us to do this, I think we've got to look into God's Word and say, okay, if we're going to talk about demonstrate, if we're going to start talking about demonstration, then why don't we think of our Christ first, our God first, and say, okay, well, what did He demonstrate? And it's one simple scripture. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. Very, very familiar verse. Most of you may know it. It says, but God demonstrated his love for us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You know, those first two words, but God. But in that sentence is a conjunction. In other words, it's adding to something. We don't have time this morning to dive into it too much. But if you looked at chapter 7 or verse 7, it's basically this concept that, you know what? People would die for something that's good. Like, everybody would die if somebody would, you know, if, if you're kind of nice, I mean, like, I, I, would, I would help them out. You know, like, we have situations, can we just be honest, The people that are close to us and they need help and we help them. Because we feel like they're a good person. We also have people that we run into and a lot of times that we kind of stereotype them and, and we don't help them. We, we get off the exit at Hamilton Place and we see people standing there asking for money and we immediately start thinking that, that they're abusing the system, they're a bum, they don't need help. And we kind of quantitate the way that we love them compared to the way we love other people because other people have demonstrated to us that they're worthy to be loved. But these people have not demonstrated to that. In fact, we've let other people's actions that are maybe in their similar situation to dictate to us that they're not needing help. I've had many people before come up and tell me where I was helping somebody out and they had no idea who I was and I had no idea who they were, which was probably good. And I had given a dollar or two dollars or five dollars and, and it was down here at the Starbucks. I was going to a meeting and somebody came up to me and they said, you know, you really shouldn't ever give those people cash. And I said, okay. What would you prefer for me to? Well, you, you should take them somewhere and you should buy them something because they could use that money for something they don't need. And I said, or I can give them cash, and they can do what they need to do, and, and they'll be accountable for it, and God will take care of it. And they wanted to have a discussion with me about that. And the discussion ended this way, and I was really glad that I didn't have anything on that said crossroads, and they didn't know who I was. <laughs> because I, I understand what they're saying. I actually agree with what they're saying. But my premise was this, and this is how it ended. I said, but, you know, the only difference in you and me is at least I'm doing something. You know, they didn't say anything to me after that. You say, Mickey, what'd you do? I went out to my truck. I got my Broad Street United Methodist shirt, put it on, walked back in there. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You got to laugh. But yeah, I mean, because you guys know, I mean, I literally, there's some times where stuff goes from my frontal lobe to the tip of my tongue, and I'm like, man, Mickey, you like, you disqualified. You can't, like, what, I, you know, it, all of us are on a journey. All of us. But what it reminds me is the fact that, you know what, your life is always demonstrating something in that journey. And so what I was talking about with that lady at Starbucks is is the same principle. I want you to understand that sometimes we will quantitate somebody's worth based on our thoughts and feelings. And because of what we feel, then we will decide how we're going to demonstrate what really matters to us. See, that's what was going on in verse 7. Verse 7 was talking about the fact that, you know, somebody would probably die for somebody that's, you know, righteous. Somebody would give themselves up for somebody that was good. He said, But God, oh, but God, but God demonstrated his love. That while yet they were sinners, he died for them. Okay, I put that in very, very simple terms. But God demonstrated his love that even though they didn't love him back, even though they, 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 were, they were goobers, they were doing the wrong thing, they were the least of them, even though they were his enemy, he said, I love you enough to die for you. See, I've had a quote that I came across that came from one of you guys that I, it's been stuck in my head for at least two weeks now that I cannot get past. I've put it on my social media. I, I've told people, think about this. In fact, I want to share it with you. Will you put that quote up? It's from Rick Warren. And I think it's really going to be our leverage as we move forward. It's talking about demonstrating it. It says, our culture has accepted two huge lies. The first is that if you disagree with someone's lifestyle, you must fear or hate them. Can I read that again? If you disagree with someone's lifestyle, then you must fear or hate them. And then the second is that to love someone means you agree with everything they believe and do. Like that we think that if we love on somebody, then we agree with everything they believe. like, Like we can't love somebody unless they agree with what we agree. I love what it says. Both are nonsense. You don't have to compromise convictions to be compassionate. We'll make sure we drop that on social media this afternoon so that some of you guys can share that. Here's the way I wrote it down to make it a little bit simpler. I don't think we compromise God's word under the umbrella of love. I don't think we compromise God's word under the umbrella of love. Nor do we use his word to not love people. See, I think that where we sit in this kicking off of this aspect of demonstration is an amazing example of God saying, you know what, I am going to demonstrate. I'm going to show. Demonstrates what's used in the NIV version. If you use the, the ESV or New American Standard, it'll say, for God shows his love. And that while yet they were sinners, Christ died for them. See, here's the amazing concept that just hit me over the last couple of weeks of preparing as the launching pad into this series for the next three weeks. What would it look like? What would it look like if we stopped trying to qualify people and we started trying to just simply value them? Like, what would it look like if we said, you know what, I'm I'm gonna love them because, you know, they're they're breathing. Mickey, what is the quality for you to love somebody? Well, they they need to be breathing. Breathing. what else? That's it. What if they stop breathing? Then we're going to love their family because their family's probably going through a tough time. See, some of this was was motivated and you saw in the clip and last week, ironically, I mentioned his name because LeBron had passed him. But, you know, we were kind of thrown on on our heads last week with the Sudden passing of Kobe Bryant. Whether you like NBA, don't like NBA, like like I'm I'm not a Lakers fan. I'm not a Showtime guy. I don't keep up. I'm five foot seven, white. I don't. <laughs> I wrestled. You know. I mean, you and I go have a free throw contest. You hit one. You probably beat me. But what I was intrigued with was in that moment how many people. We're trying to leverage everything they got to demonstrate how important one man's life was. And how they were trying to make sure that you understood what his life was really about was not just basketball. I told one of my boys that this is the first time that, that in their lifetime they have seen one of those major historical moments where it takes over everything. I remember when the Challenger blew up. We remember when the towers got hit. Some of you guys remember when somebody landed on the moon or when JFK got shot or when Pearl Harbor, like these major moments Something like Elvis Presley dying or Martin Luther King being assassinated. Major moments that you remember exactly where you were, exactly what you were doing, and what was going on when it seemed like the world stopped. Last Sunday, for the first time for this generation, was the first time they ever saw the stop button hit. It had actually been a pretty long time since the stop button had been hit. And it was amazing to me to sit there at that moment and to watch people try to quantitate or put into words what one man's life is actually worth. And I wonder, what do we demonstrate? Can I tell you the the warp side of my pastoral mind and where I went? Like, what do people think about when they think about what our church is? Like, if you talk about Crossroads, because Crossroads is not somewhere you go, it's something you are. And so what what do they think about? What is our purpose? What are we doing to demonstrate in our community of who God is and what he's done in our lives and how that's actually changed our lives? Can I tell you what What Bradley County does not need, they don't need another conditional church that's saying, hey man, we got the answer, come here and let us tell you about it. There's plenty of those. And I'm not thinking of any one church, because we work together with all churches. That's not an indictment statement, that's a truthful statement. They don't need another program-driven church saying that you come and do this, 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 and this. And it's going to, what they need, what we need is to rally with our other churches and say, you know what, as we go into our communities, we're going to demonstrate or prove what the truth is and what's going on. And if in that process, it just so happens that we grow, well, that's great. But that's not the purpose. I am so sick of people calling me at the beginning of the year and saying, Pastor, we want to help you with your growth strategy. Because I feel very inferior. Because we don't have a growth strategy. I'm going, okay, I'm all ears because we don't have that and we may want that. What does that mean? And they're going, well for $999, we're going to help you. And I'm going, okay, you lost me a little bit. But I'm still on the phone. And they explained to me how they have done all this research, and they have identified the main needs that people have and what, as a church, we should do to meet those needs which will result in their whole purpose. Butts and seats. And I sit there and I go, but what if that's not our goal? Like usually, I again. (laughs) Sometimes it's fun representing you guys. Sometimes I'm glad you don't know (laughs) what I'm doing, because I'm that. I'd be like, okay, okay, that that's. What if that's not the goal? And this person who's probably reading from a script is like, you 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 don't want to grow? I was like, no 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 you. We're going to grow, but what if we, we, like, determine growth based on a different measuring status than what you do? Like, what if, what if we're not, like, trying to be the largest? Like, what, like, I mean, I, I, I may be the only person in the room. I don't care. <laughs> like, I, I, what, we, we want to help people. We want to be life-giving. We want to help people know God. We want to help people find freedom. We want to help people discover their purpose. We want to help them go make a difference. And this guy on the phone like, well, but that's going to result in growth. Maybe, but that's not the purpose. See, the purpose is not more people in seats. The purpose is more people being motivated to go demonstrate. So what's demonstrate? Can I read it again? To clearly... Show the existence or truth of something by giving proof or evidence. See, we're fixing to move into a time of baptism. And the reality is that some of you came here today excited about worshiping Jesus and had no idea that today was going to be a day where you we're going to understand what it means to demonstrate, because you were going to be baptized. See, if I had to explain demonstrate or demonstration, and you look at these videos, and you look at all these amazing people, whether it be Nelson Mandela, or Billy Graham, or Dr. King, or even something as Mamba's out, I mean, all these things that stir these emotions in us, you may tell you what else stirs emotions is the major demonstration that we call baptism. See, baptism is nothing more than a demonstration. Baptism is an outward display of what's already taken place on the inside. And for some, today, you need to put a stake in the ground and let everybody in this room and let the world know that you know what? I am totally enthralled And in love with Jesus. So much so that that I've buried myself in this new person's raised to walk in a newness of life. That just as Jesus went to a cross and died and rose again, that today I'm just symbolizing through a demonstration called baptism that I'm going to quit trying to do things my way. And I'm going to start pursuing him and going his way. I'm going to focus on the cross. See, we use these two words. I want people to know that God has made me new. If you were encouraged by today's podcast and would like to experience other talks, visit us at crcconline.com.